0: One of the things I just wanted to talk about before I bring the message that I really believe is for this time and what God has put on my heart, and it's kind of been the message that I've been, parts of it, that I've been spreading around the world so far, San Francisco to Calgary to here. and I wanted to just talk about, because we have a lot of new people and some of the people coming and going and and whatnot, and then it will be recorded and they can go back and have a look at that. Uh, We have an open mic here, well, it's there, and many people come and it's there to... Give honor to God for what he's done. Amen. And and recently we heard a, a great testimony from Rena and it was so exciting and God's touched her and she said she's going to give it soon, amen. So we have that open and the power of testimony is so uh, often put to the side. You know, not what the devil's done, but what God has done in your life is important. And we want to give him the honor due to him. And so that's a great place to do that. And we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. When you've given that word, it's it, people can't resist that. They can't, I mean, they could try. You know, that experience that we have with God, we know it personally. And people know when you've had a real experience and you're sharing that. They can, they can, they know there's a place where they know about that experience that it's true and it's real. And on so great when we're sharing our testimony outside of the walls as well. And sometimes it's a great place to get practice. <laughs> we said in front of people we love. Now we're going to send it in front of people we don't know. And, uh, so, and, and we do a lot of that, don't we, Doreen, when we travel. We just talk to everybody. As I said, when I was in San Francisco, we talked to some... People who later, when we were describing where we were and who we were talking to, they were like, "Oh no, you didn't! Uh, yeah, we actually did talk to those people who looked like thugs, but we were sharing the gospel. In the event that you know, I, I couldn't not, yeah. Yeah. because I sensed such danger if they didn't make a choice for heaven, that they could, they were the kind of folks that would carry guns and shoot each other and drug things. Mm-hmm. And so I I just was so I, I've got to tell them the truth. Yeah. Right. I don't know where they're going to go, and they don't know. So it's it's so important to get comfortable with that, and and maybe you won't always be comfortable. Probably, maybe I'm not sure. Really, I comfortable is the right word. Honestly, I'm not sure I ever feel comfortable. But I'm not comfortable with them going to hell, and that's better. <laughs> Amen. How's that? That's better. Uh, the other thing that that's often done there is prophecies. Now, this is simple prophecies, and and there are places. Does anybody remember the first time they felt like they had to share something God told them? I think I could feel my pulse in my ears and and I just felt it was that and and I didn't understand what that was about and we could go into a deeper teaching I think in the spring we'll have a whole session on on gifts and callings the three main purposes of prophecy for those who are learning and 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 if you're and and we want you to know this is a place you can learn and some people are are have been around a little while and know a little bit more about those things the basic part of prophecies are these three things, edification. They're words or instructions that will build up morally or spiritually. And that's like to help you go in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And and it's not necessarily the teaching part. There's a place where we get taught and that's you'll find that more on a on a Wednesday night or some of the teachings that we've done or go to Bible school and find a teacher. Those kinds of things. So it's not in that context. But they're a brief word from the Lord that encourages people in a moral upright way to and you know go this way don't sin you know something like that uh exhortation that's kind of the our, our word today would probably be encouragement that's a more familiar word where there are words that says you know what you're gonna make it God is with you and and sometimes we think that those words are small but let me share this thing. When I started back in ministry and I, I say back because there was a time we paused while we were having the children were small and I didn't do much ministry at that time. So now they were about the youngest was two he had two at that time and the youngest of those two were two and and I and God had been speaking to me and I'd had some dreams and and so I got called to do a weekend convention during that convention God worked some wonderful miracles it was wonderful Sunday morning I wasn't speaking and Sunday morning that morning there just the presence of God was very strong and very real and and, and things were moving and this gentleman began to move from the back he was elderly so it took him a long time to go from the back of the church to the microphone But he shuffled along and I mean, he didn't walk well. And he got all the way up to the microphone and tears streaming down his face. And he looked up at everybody and he said, Jesus loves you and broke the place. That was a word of comfort by the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we think that those small words, Maybe God wouldn't have us speak. You think, well, he's talking to me here in my chair. I feel my heart beating. Everybody knows God loves them. But it needed to be said. And he obeyed. And that congregation was moved in the presence of God. It was powerful. It was powerful so uh one of the other is actually edification exhortation and comfort exhorting going in the right way we like to use the word comfort encouragement but comfort is basically there's times when we know that the situation right now in the world is interesting (laughs) Uh, yeah and uh, we're not praise the lord and it might be a word that would bring comfort in when people are troubled Often this word, and the way this prophetic word works, will often be used in hospital situations, oddly enough, if you can hear the Lord in that place. And you might say something to somebody who's in a dire situation, and it might seem odd, but it brings comfort to them in that moment. Recently, we were with a family and ministering to them over the weekend whose daughter attempted suicide. And it it was a very painful situation for everyone involved, not just the parents. And, and they needed a Holy Spirit word. They needed more than, well, bless you and you know, be best and, you know. They needed something from God and God provided that. And there were gentle words. And, and words that we didn't know until afterwards. We didn't know the situation until afterwards and God had spoken and a word of comfort came to them. We can all move in those things. And while we have an open mic here and it's great for people to, to begin those things. Really, it's so that you can be equipped and have confidence to go out into these situations and minister to others. And I'm not saying you can't minister to people here that's, that's safe. But this is training ground, really. Yeah. And, and that's really where I wanted to go today, is the training ground of the Holy Spirit. What is he training us for? How is he preparing us? I mean, it's great that we can have our little love-ins. <laughs> and and uh, I'm not against that I'm not against people getting together and loving on one another we need to do that too and that fellowship is so vital and so very important but we're here to be trained to go out there and this world needs us and I, I just wanted to close that part off by saying this other thing there are prophets in our midst and the word of God says that when a prophecy does come forth that the prophets who are in our midst will judge those words now that's proper and we're not saying oh that's it you're going to hell that's not the kind of judging but we'll hold it in line with the word of God I don't want you to be afraid of coming to the microphone and sharing your heart but we examine it and we know everybody's learning too and we have grace and pray for that amen so this morning I want you to think about these scriptures I want to bring up I'm going to read this out of the amplified and and I have the, the another version as well actually I think I have three or four versions going on this morning but we'll start with Romans eight nineteen in the amplified version I think it's so important if we grasp the fact that we are being prepared for something and God said we are prepared, now what are we gonna do with what we have? It's not good to sit on it. I think that that often one of the reasons we don't understand or some things we don't understand about oil, if anybody's ever had butter go rancid on the counter, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, If butter doesn't get used and it just sits out, it it goes rancid, oil has the same quality, has to get moving to stay fresh. It's why that vessels that carried or held oil, even the clay ones, always had uh, holes in the bottom so that it would drip to keep the oil moving. We need to have an outlet to keep the oil moving. We're not the oil, but we need to be filled with it on a regular basis and keep it moving, amen? Amen. So we need to be able to be hearing the Lord and then moving out with him. Romans chapter 8, verse 19, are you ready? We're about to be stirred to go, amen? God has put in my heart and in my life uh, a great gift of exhortation, which we've talked about, with that motivation to go. Amen. For even the whole creation, all nature, waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons, and you can put daughters there if it makes you happy. In God's eyes, the sons and daughters are are the same, uh, to be made known. I don't want you to hear this. To be made known. To be made known waits for the revealing the disclosing of their sonship and in the amplifi- or in the in the King James and in other translations it's wait for the manifestation and that's a common word now the word manifestation is not all that common to us today we see manifestations of this and that and the other but manifestation is not something that just appears out of nowhere a manifestation is something that's there that gets revealed And if you can grab that one piece, it begins to make much more sense. You see, we've got born again, right? We're born again. I don't think anybody here this morning is not. So Jesus is in us. The manifestation is when we let him out. We had such a hard time getting him in and he really wants to be let out. Amen. And this world needs it, but we don't often recognize it. And, and this thought came to me as I've been praying about this, that the people that we see, like atheists, for instance, they've been going, there is no God, et cetera, et cetera, and they feel this, they go, they laugh at Christians, they mock the church and all of these kinds of things, right? You understand where I'm going with that? The atheists do that. Yeah. The atheists can't do it when we really show up and let God out. What if they were waiting for us t- to be like God, to demonstrate him, to walk in his power and anointing? You see, they, may- they mock the church because they don't see it. If your God's big, they say, where is he? If he's the God of miracles, why aren't there any? Hmm? And maybe they're a little angry, and yes, some of them are. I've had one kind of that I've been working with for almost two years. She started out an atheist, and now she doesn't say that anymore. But she was very offended it's some religious teaching she had when she was little and she's held that offense. She's a senior citizen. She's held it all those years. And then got mad at God and blamed him. And that was her whole thing. Well, where is God? And, and, and that was her response. And so it's been, it's been a two year process, but there's change. And then finally an opening. She started messaging me, asking me deeper questions. We have a world that needs some answers And we've got them. We do. And so if we say the whole of creation is longing, they're looking for us to walk like it says we should walk. And sometimes we look at these things and they sound like kind of lofty goals. Yeah, well, one day we'll all die and we'll be in heaven. (laughs) Wishful thinking, right? But we're not going to need to walk in his, the manifestation. We're not going to need to walk in his glory that he gave us in, in John 17. We're not going to have to have any of those things. We're not going to have to walk in deliverance. We're not going to have to walk in the anointing. Those things are all there in heaven. We're not going to need them then. We need them now. And we need to start walking in them now. And we need to overcome that whole thing that says, I don't know if I can ever get there. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Manifestation, that which is inside of you that needs to be let out. This world needs to see Jesus and not just like in a fake way. When we come to that place where, well, we're going through a tough time. And I'm sorry, but I have to talk about this. And if we'll just get through. There's this thing going on about the oil and I, I just have to, please, and and it and it's and people are sharing it it's going all kind of places and it's been it's not just recently it's been going around a long time that when god crushes you you'll be ready for ministry and you'll be ready for him to use you and that when the when the olive is crushed then his oil will flow well his olive was already crushed And he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. And by his stripes, they weren't little ones. They bore him till he was just a bleeding mess. And I'm going to say that if I don't get crushed, he can't use me. I'm not using me. And you don't need the oil I have in my life. You need his oil flowing through my life. And that's what this world needs. They need that oil that comes out of heaven flowing through you and I. And no amount of me crushing anything or believing that God's going to smack me before he uses me is going to work. And when I come to that place and I say, God's only asking me to yield. He's not asking. He's not breaking me. He's not doing that. That's Old Testament. He doesn't have to break me, mold me, crush me, you know, step on me. That's not the God I serve. He took the beating. He took the stomping. He took all of that so we didn't have to. Does that mean we'll never feel the rain? but how could I compare anything or any struggle I've ever faced or you when we have the answer in our hand? I know there are people who are unsaved who are standing in that same rainstorm that I've stood in and I didn't just go through. I got the storm under my feet. And you see, we've been believing that if God just moves on me, I'll get through to the other side. Hang on. And yes, you know what? He does get me through. And yes, I can tell you there's times he carried me, but he's expecting all of us to get up and walk. And that's the change. And it's hard because our minds want to go back to that place where we're frail and insignificant and weak, but I am not weak when I am in him. And I didn't come here to walk in my own strength. I didn't come here to, to minister to this world on anything that I have. It's done. But what I do have in me today is the power of the Holy Ghost, who is over all, who is in all, who is all. And when I yield to that, all gets done. And it's no different for you than it is for me. It's no different. It is the same God. It is the same anointing. It is the same all-powerful God. You know, I didn't wake up this morning and think, wow, I feel saved. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we get into this thing, oh, it feels like, you know, God's 10,000 miles away. Well, what? you don't feel, you, you know that you're saved without a feeling. If God is omnipresent, it won't matter what you feel like. Yeah. That's right. Come, on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. The Holy Spirit's not leaving the earth. You may feel like he left you sometime or like getting out of bed. You know, you got to leave something behind. But <laughs> that's right. He never leaves. He never forsakes. You're never without him. And it's not according to how you feel. And if you go away and say, well, I don't feel saved, but you know, just apply it in the same way. I don't have to feel saved to know I'm saved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe because of what I feel, I believe because of what is written. Come on, right. right. amen, yeah. come on, say that. Hallelujah. So in, in, let's, let's have a look, what are, these, what are these sons and daughters of God, what could they look like? Because we need a picture, we need something out there that says, my, 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 this is what I could look like in him. Because we've got to get that old stuff out of there. We've got to shake it off. Don't, it's not who you are. It's not who I am. And yielding lets him go, and it's wonderful. You know, I, I sometimes I, I look at things, and I, I hear people, and I, I'm, I'm grateful. Somebody said, oh, uh, how many people have ever read Kenneth Hagin? Let's just ask that. Have, have you ever heard a sermon by Kenneth Hagin? All right. When I'm reading his books, I like I can hear his voice. It's like I can hear that southern accent, the slow way he talked, and things like that. And, and lots of times when we're reading things, we can put a voice behind it. And sometimes when I'm reading, especially the red parts, I feel like I hear a voice, you know? And then, and then I always think, well, I wonder what it's going to be like when I actually see him. <laughs> it Will it be the voice that I had inside? But then I thought this. No matter, I'll know it. Because I'm a sheep. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. It tells us to put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And you see, we hit these walls and go, oh, true holiness. God doesn't call us to something he's incapable of performing in us did you hear me God isn't calling us to something to be working through us that he didn't give us the ability or the the supernatural equipment to live if he says be holy he's going to work holy in us and we don't have to drag along our past and use it as a proving channel well you know once I was like this and that's why I'm like this now somebody asked me the other day and or they actually said it to me they said I see that you have a lot of strength. You must have been through so much. And I thought they're hitting me right where it lives. (laughs) And I was careful and smiled. I said, well, thank you. (laughs) I knew that wasn't the time to go into a doctrinal debate. (laughs) What I mean is I was going there. I said, well. The strength that I walk in isn't dependent on who I was. The strength that I walk in is who he has made me and who I yield to. Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And they were like, "Uh," you know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand here in what I was. Come on. I can't do it. I'm not capable of it. I put on the new man. That was my job. I had to believe that that the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus was, was he, that he's created me. I'm therefore in Christ. I am a new creature. Old things are passed away. I don't need them. I don't need the old man. Uh, uh, telling you my story and what I've been through isn't going to help you. It'll keep you looking behind my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they'll think, well, you know, and, and so much, we use these great, things all the time about you know uh, if someone's drowning and the lifeguard waits until they're just about dead and then they rescue them so they don't fight them you ever heard that little scenario and yet we bring that into and and you go yes I relate to that but if you're going to relate to that relate all the way I can't come to you with my past everywhere and want to relate to you if somebody's coming to rescue you and Jesus comes to rescue you you're gonna have to wait till you quit fussing and when God sends someone in to the rescue, they wait till you're done flopping your arms and screaming about your past before they grab you, and otherwise you kill them too. Hmm? Yeah. And it's not easy because we want, as people, to relate to pain instead of life. Pastor Ann, right this morning, we want to relate to those things. And we want to find each other and connect through pain. And God's telling us, this is your connection in me. This is what the world needs. The earnest expectation. What are you expecting? What am I expecting when I get up in the morning? Am I expecting that, you know, I'm going to be healed in Christ Jesus? Or am I expecting that this day is going to be full of I don't know what? What am I expecting? Am I expecting the Holy Spirit to work through me? Or am I expecting this to be another dog day? God's word translation says in verse 20, this is not what you heard from Christ's teachings. It's so, so our language. That's not what you heard. That's not what you learned. This is God's word translation. You have certainly heard his message and have been taught his ways. The truth is in Jesus. It, just, it was a great translation. You were taught to change the way you were living. The person you used to be will ruin you through desires that deceive you i thought wow that's what happens when we let that old man talk we don't we're we are not like people who go talking to the dead that's wrong (laughs) don't talk to the dead including your own dead self amen you got nothing good to say and it usually comes from the stinky grave we won't go into that amen (laughs) amen He said, it'll ruin you through the desires and deceive you. There are places that says, don't you want to go back there? Don't you remember how it used to be? That's what happened to the Israelites. Oh my goodness, we're going in the promised land. But you know, it was better back there. Here we have to work. There we had to. But how did they not perceive that the labor of picking the fruit was worse than building, you know, straw bricks. And then, then they took away the straw and had to make bricks out of stuff. And everything got worse. But they would rather live under tyranny than go and pick grapes. we'd rather be with what we know in the past than what we don't know about the future. However, (laughs) you were taught to have a new attitude. uh, We have God's word translations, lots of them back there. You were also taught to become a new person created to be like God with a life that truly has God's approval and is holy. Oh my word. This is where we're we're called to be. This should be our expectation. This thing is wonderful, created in righteousness and true holiness. That's what we're created to be. That's what we're created to live in. And it's not a bad thing. But we tag along, you know, got a tag along, friend. It happens to be my old dead self. It's talking all the time, telling me where to go. It's got its own lust. It's got its own desires. And if I st- keep listening, it takes me down a road. I really don't want to go on, except part of me does. Mm. And that's really the trouble. In the, in the King James Version of verse 25, it says, Wherefore, put away lying. <laughs> Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we're members one of another. There's a place where... Speaking truth, and I believe it was Pastor Jason, almost two years ago, he kept saying, there's a revival of truth coming. I believe that this is part of this expectation that the world is looking for. In the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God, they gotta be people who are telling the truth, even when they don't like it. And they've proven that they don't like it and been quite vocal about truth lately. Every time it comes up and it hits them, they're like, well, we don't like this. And they probably aren't going to until they submit to it and realize how precious truth is and how good it is. Even if it's hard going in, it's better when it's swallowed. Amen. Amen. (laughs) uh, uh, This is be angry and sin not. I've always thought that that was. But if God says that it's possible, it must be. Amen. And he can show us how to be angry in the right way. And there is a zealousness that are, especially in Canada, that we have kind of backed off of, because we apologize for everything. And so, this is what happened. I I tell you what, sometimes things happen, and I'm like, I I just don't know what to say. We go in the hotel, and we're waiting beside to go in the elevator, we push the button, but we're not standing in front of the door, because that's polite, right? But we're standing sort of to the side, the door opens, there's people on the inside, they go, sorry. I'm like, um okay. You're forgiven? I don't think they'd take that, you know. I like to look at Dory and we go in the elevator. We're coming back, we're in the elevator now, and we're sorry. Because we're coming out. And I can't do this. We're sorry going in, we're sorry going out. I said, we're gonna go in and go out and find pasture. i tell you what, I'll tell you what. I'm like the elevator goes up, it goes down, you don't have to apologize. You can go in, you go out, you don't have to apologize. I don't know what's going on in our world. We got so apologetic. We don't know what the real apologetics are, you know? (laughs) And, you know, never mind. That was a religious joke. We don't need those. (laughs) Amen. And so (laughs) we don't know what to have zeal, to have great passion. I'm very passionate. And I have a lot of zeal. And it scares people. (laughs) It's just how God made me. Well, partly, he called it to me, and there was a time I went through my life in my teenage years where I tried to hide it and suppress. Oh, don't suppress zeal. It just comes out really bad later. I know. We can't live with you that way. Just be who you are, dear. <laughs> you know, and it's just a bad thing when you push down Jesus. Amen? <laughs> don't push him down. I think that that's where, like, the be angry. There's, there's this great passion when, when things go wrong. And and just like I was saying, when I see that people are held captive by, by things that God's not said about them, it bothers me when I see someone captive when they don't need to be. And I say, my goodness, what are you, God not waiting to beat you up. He's not doing that. He's not doing that. He's forgiven you. Praise the Lord. Let not the sun go down on your wrath, neither give place to the devil. I think this is key in us really moving forward. We can look at the devil and spot the devil and play here's, you know, that's a devil. I know it's a devil and that's, a, you know, and that behind the bush, that's a devil. What do I mean by that? Everywhere you go, there's a devil, you know. Well, you know what? The devil isn't omnipresent. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a good thing. Absolutely. Who is omnipresent? God, the Spirit. And we're so concerned about the devil behind every bush. There's only one third of the angels that would, became demons. They are so overpowered yeah. and outnumbered. Like, hello, folks. Most of the time, it's stinking flesh. Just saying. Don't get placed to that neither. You know that you know that in the book of Ephesians, and he's falls right into the church, and then he has to say this. I'm like, Jesus, verse twenty eight. Let him that stole steal no more. <laughs> that he had to tell them that. All right, we'll just keep going. Otherwise, we're going to hurt ourselves here. Let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good. Oh my. For. Uh, one of these days, the rest of you are going to meet Dr. John Lucas. we ha- were fortunate to have a meal with him while we were in Calgary. He's a man of great vision. In 87, and, and still talking big vision. Still, still big, 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 big. I don't think big enough for him, but I'm going to. Amen? And he talked about working that which is good and holding that which is good and living it and believing for that which is good. And he he introduces me to this fellow and I've got his book and it reminded me uh, when Pastor Ann was speaking this morning. How he became that God gave him the gift of giving and that he realized that this was a gift we don't talk about because we don't like it. And that's what his book's about. And you see, the Father gave us gifts. We talk about Holy Spirit gifts. But we don't talk much about the gifts the Father gave us in in, uh, Romans chapter 12. And one of those gifts is to be a giver. And this man had revelation on it. And he's from Pender Harbor. Has a great life. Shows pictures. This is what God did. And I realized I did this. And I realized God had imparted into me a gift to give. And he gives thousands to the church every month still in his senior years because that God gave him a gift to give. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, we think small, we think small, but the sons and daughters of God's are kingdom people. How could they possibly get narrowed except by words that come from the world? They narrow us. Oh, you can't do that. Well, Wait a minute! Why did I listen to you? You're not God. God says we can do all things. What happened to your narrow? Where did this narrow thinking come from? Well, the way is narrow, you know. Yeah, but God's not exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. And I I was able to witness. We went into another place and we saw uh, one of the other pastors we'd we'd ordained several years ago and I'd heard that God had expanded his building so we went and blessed it and it was wonderful. And as we were going out the door, I said, that's the scripture, you know, Pastor Neil loves that scripture. I do too. That exceedingly abundantly, I said, after this weekend, I think we don't get it. The bigness of our God. I said, we're gonna think bigger, brother. And he says, yes, Mama. You know, and, uh, we're gonna go for it. That was Pastor Judy. And so good. Well, you know, what's in our hands? What has God placed in our hands? What is good? That which is good. If it's God, He can't give you bad junk. If it's God, he's giving you something good. If it's not good, it's not God. Now, how we have to continue to say this, or why we have to say, let him that stole steal no more, um, you know, that we're talking to the church here. That's who this is written to. This book is written to the church. This book was written to the church. That expectation, what are we expecting? What are we expecting to unfold? What are we expecting from heaven? This world needs us to be the manifestation, that which is inside, become real. Yeah. Let it out. Who God is, how he heals, how he delivers, how he ministers. And our past is going to keep us bound. And it's time to cut it off and let that voice be silent. Get that which is good. Some of us don't even have a picture of what that good is. We're so used to bad. Curry's, by the way, really good. (laughs) I enjoy that. And when you're in that good place, you'll have whatever you need to give to people who are in need. And we see this and we think, well, that's financial. Not necessarily. Yes, financial too. But what about your words, yeah? What about that word of encouragement? What about that word of comfort? What about the word of, I believe you can be healed? What about that? You know, sometimes there's been times in my life where sickness has tried to attack different members of our family, and I knew I couldn't share it with certain people. Because I knew if I did, they'd tell me all the negative things and be in agreement with the doctors rather than the great physician. And this needs to change. I'm not saying for my sake, I'm saying for their sake. We need to have our minds renewed to these things and be willing to have God work uh, like I've been praying about all those things you know how he's going to change our minds to think like him now to see people as he sees them to begin to push for a greater grace for a greater way for that yielding to Holy Spirit where the things can manifest that he is calling to manifest the things that he put inside of you and I that are real the healing power the supernatural power to change this world the words that he's got that have been withheld the words that have got that have been hidden and couldn't be spoken because there were not ears to hear these kinds of things that are stirring on the inside that God has prepared prepared for this time he said and then he says no verse 29 let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying there's a place where you know we we've spoken some things and we, we've all done it we've all spoken some things we shouldn't have spoken right yeah. but let's not get hung there That's right. this is not the end part it's not the end zone right. and and what happens is as you begin to move forward the devil try to remind you what you did wrong the last five times or what you didn't do. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I should have obeyed last time because now it's like harder. No, you made it harder because you spoke it. We become lax. I remember Dr. Seville on one of his tapes. He, and he's told this story many, many times. And and he said, this woman came up to him after he was talking about keeping your mouth right. And he says, oh, we're going to have to do that again. He said, why would you ever stop? We've been given lips and words to speak that are good, that are good, that are good, that can change things. Let no corrupt communication. That means it's up to who? Jesus? Yeah, it's up to me. It's up to me. It's up to me. I get to speak well. See? Just turn it. You know, we focus so much as, oh, God, bind my lips because they're bad. You know, purge my heart so nothing comes out of it. Because really what's coming out of our mouth is the content of our heart revealed. But that's not the expectation we're hoping for. Amen. (laughs) That's not the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. That's a manifestation of our flesh. Praise the Lord. And so we focus, and I've done that. You know, that time I, and, and many other people, they've talked about, oh God, you know, put a watch over my lips. Stop them from speaking wrong, and all those things. And, and, and of course, I'm probably the only one who ever prayed something like that. And you don't have to, you know, say guilty or anything like that. We're just going to go right on by, amen? And so (laughs) there's a place where, what are we going to say? I speak good things. God's put good things in my heart. That's what I speak. I speak well. I get to speak well. I can speak well all the time. I can speak well. God's put good things in my heart, and I can speak. I, i got good things to say. And then we go, oh, you're in pride. No, I'm not. God, God's good. He's inside of me. And then when I listen and I say what he has to say, it's good. That's right. That's right. That's just a fact. Yeah. And see, in that if that place right there, that place, that goes, mm, what if? Feel know that. No, that's got to change that place right there where you where you go back and forth you know what i'm talking about because i felt it right there where you go i'm not sure i can say that because you know i'm not sure if i am really being truthful and that 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 place that place that's what god wants to change that's with the supernatural power the blood of jesus he can erase that wobble he doesn't want us wobbly he wants us firm he wants us strong and he wants us stable Amen. stable and settled so that we're not wavering. That's what it says children do. They waver every time something else comes along. They're like, no, no. <laughs> Even if you can do that. <laughs> he wants us stable and sure. Yes, I speak his word. Yeah. You might have to do this for a while. You know, when I was in school, Pastor Rand, when I think I was in kindergarten, my teacher was trying to teach me to be quiet. (laughs) Well, (laughs) work for short amounts of time. Tick a lock, (laughs) and she'd make this face. She'd put her lips together. I'm like, didn't work. (laughs) <laughs> Ticking the lock is a temporary solution. Holy Spirit filling you with his word and getting more of his word in there and getting these kinds of words. God's only good. God's only good. God's only good. When we're in church and this happens all the time and I've been saying it in many places, we say, you know, we'll say, oh, God is good. And everybody goes, all the time. All the time. God is good. And Monday morning comes and they're like, and you think a demon showed up, you know. I'm like, what happened to God is good, man? where'd you go god i don't know everything's going wrong it's monday and i need a pot of coffee you know i'm like what where do you know and tomorrow's the 31st that's not an excuse (laughs) god's good all the time even when you're not in church And even on monday morning <laughs> he is still good i was going somewhere grieve not the holy spirit don't do it some people get real paranoid about that just when he convicts you just say you're sorry repent don't spend time there don't meditate on it that's it i've done it i'm out He's good enough to tell you when you've done wrong. Amen. Amen. And he says, and like, he's there to seal us until redemption. You are not doing this on your own. Neither am I. Sealed. Working in us. Holding us. Holding us. Holding us. That understanding that this life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So even when I don't think I have enough faith for what I need to do, He does. Yielding in that way is not always easy. But you see, God is looking to change our expectation. He's looking to come in and adjust us right here. What are we expecting? You know, um, pain is a terrible thing. I understand that. But it produces a wrong expectation as well. It creates a, a hindrance, a hesitation. What if this happens again? It's many times the root of distrust in those things. But if we spend all our time talking about that, we never get a picture of what to expect. When the Holy Spirit began to move on me, when I was just young, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and I heard that He healed, that sometimes, when you laid hands on the sick, that that was the way that He would heal. Sometimes when He spoke, that's how He healed. And as I was reading the Gospels again in my early twenties, I began to see this in a different way than I had ever seen it before, and I got excited. And when I saw someone who was ill and they were in our life group, I prayed for them and they were healed. And the next one I prayed for was healed. And I just waited. I didn't go ahead of it. And they said, oh, da, 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 da. And I had seen something. This, the one pastor, he had double pneumonia. And I, and, and I was sitting there. I, I, I mean, I was new at this whole charismatic gifts thing. And I was sitting there and I knew I could see black spots in his back. And, and it happened to be that there was a physician there and he had just come uh, from work and joined our life group and, and that night and he had come late and, and he was listening to it. He says, Pastor, you got a problem. you know, And he pulled out his, he went to his bag, pulls out his stuff and he goes, oh, I can hear it. You, you've got pneumonia both this Saturday. Exactly where I saw the black spots. Exactly. And he says, well... And he and he looks and the pastor says, Gwen, would you like to pray for me? And I'm like, this is the best. (laughs) But I'd seen the black spots. So I prayed for him and he was healed. And so grateful to God. This was awesome. It was so exciting. And it was like every time that I'd see something that God had shown me, it worked. And then I went to a healing seminar. And I spent an hour listening to all the reasons why some people didn't get well when they were prayed for. And all the hindrances that could possibly be there. And all the broken ways of this and that and the other. And I spent an hour like taking notes and going, oh. And up to then, no, I was young and kind of innocent. This has been going on six months. Every person I prayed for was healed. Next person I prayed for didn't get healed. I was like, oh, that's weird. When I tell you that looking at your past won't help your present, that's why. You have to have a forward picture. You have to have the expectation of what it is to be a son and daughter of God. What it's like for him to manifest himself through you and I. We have to have and allow Holy Spirit to build that picture in every one of us. That that picture of the past, or what it may be, or all of the things and the reasons that you may disqualify yourself, they don't matter. Jesus already paid for all of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. He paid for it. And so we must allow that place, that expectation, the right expectation. What would God unleashed in my life look like? Magnificent thought. Magnificent. I mean, what would it look like for you? What would it look like for me if I no longer hesitated when the Holy Spirit said, this way? You don't need that part anymore. And I didn't go, are you sure? John chapter 5 talks about a man at the, at the Bethsaida in the pool there. And he said, there was a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting, waiting for the moving of the water. And in many ways, we've been waiting. We've been waiting for the right one to get saved. We've been waiting looking for something that we all sense. Every place, do you know, every place I've ministered, every pastor I've been with in this past six weeks or so, they all were saying there was such an agreement that we sense we are so sitting on the edge. We're sitting on the edge of a powerful move of God. But what are we expecting? What do, how are we looking? And you see, there's many sick folks, and they're looking, and they're waiting. And they're waiting for the water to be stirred. And I'm telling you this morning, the water's been stirred. I'm telling you, you... you Jesus has already been to the cross. I'm telling you resurrection life is already ours I'm telling you you don't gotta wait I'm telling you that 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 looking at the water the wrong way isn't gonna help you I'm telling you we're sitting on it and about to walk into it and then all we have to do is say yes And you can just leave it behind at any time as soon as you are ready and when he said to that man He said will you be made whole and that is the question for our world and that is the question for us today Today, what are you expecting? Will you become, will you allow, will you allow the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God to be manifest in you? Will you come to that place of expectancy? Will you allow Holy Spirit to work in you in such a way that his power can flow as he calls it to flow? Or will you do what he said? I've got no one to put me in the water. I've got no one. They all get there before me. I don't get my chance. I don't get my chance. Everyone goes in there before me. Everyone's there. They all get in. I can't get there. Don't you understand, Jesus? Don't you know I'm lame? Don't you know my situation? Don't you know how bound I am? Don't you know how limp I am? Don't you know how I've been wounded? I can't get there by myself. And Jesus is standing right there talking to him. gotta get in the water yeah Jesus is right there and so he turns and he says take up your bed and walk then some Jews see him carrying his bed Said, what are you doing carrying a bed on the Sabbath what are you doing getting healed what are you doing doing that Who do you think you are? I am the manifestation of the Son of God. And I walk in it. And every one of us needs to come to that place. It's not individual. Jesus paid a very high price for you and I to walk in that. Very high price. And you know what man does? That guy, he told me to take up does. He wasn't delivered. He was healed, but he wasn't made whole. wasn't whole. He wasn't whole. He wasn't whole. Yeah, he was walking with his bed in his head. Not bedhead. And blame Jesus. That's alright. Jesus can handle it. That guy. Of course, then they persecuted Jesus because that's what they do. Where do we sit? What are we waiting for? We don't have to wait anymore. We don't have to wait. I know that some of you are going to take this and run with it. Because of this world, it is our time. we cannot do it on our own oil Mm -hmm. it'll fail we can't do it on our own stuff but look who he's made us to be holy righteous we'll believe it not troubled and when trouble comes along we'll trouble the troublemaker a little bit more there'll always be troubles But that's why I have a pair of snakeskin shoes. (laughs) And sometimes sass is worth it. (laughs) But I believe. I believe. I believe. I'm watching lives change that so far out of my hands. But so close in his. So close. What are you expecting today? What are you expecting? It's time to press toward the mark and leave those other things behind. None of us is ever going to on our own come up worthy. None of us is ever going to have it all together. But he does. And he happens to be in me. Oh, were you born again? Huh. He in you too. He is in you. And he's made you to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you get right near the throne where you can hear stuff. Right there. Expectancy arise in your people, O oh God. Expectancy arise in your people, O oh God. You've called for a manifestation. God, we know there's people in every one of our lives who've been looking and waiting and craving, craving, craving something that says God is real. Something that says God can change the addict. Something that says God can change and deliver the bowed. Something. Hallelujah. Stand upon your feet. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that you are in us. That you are working in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, you're not a feeling, you're real. Thank you, God, you live in us. Thank you, God, for resurrection power in your people, oh God. We thank you, you are the deliverer. You are, almighty God, that we have been sent to this world to make a difference, that we will walk in what you've given us, and we will walk with strength and confidence, that we are not afraid or ashamed to walk in what you've called us and set us to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we thank you Lord for boldness of your word coming to your people, that confidence in speech, that plain place where we speak to those, God you have filled us and met our very needs. Yes you have, oh yes you have. You have met our every need oh God, you have met our every need oh God. And God, we thank you. We've got something to give. We've got you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I speak to the places that have been hindering. I speak to them now. I speak to the places of hesitation, of can he really work through me? Yes, he can. I command those things to fall to your feet, to get back where they belong. And I thank you, God, you cleanse the minds. You make them whole, that those who've been healed will come fully into your blessing. Sing fully into your favor fully into your wholeness prepero no so berche bale brundo istin chele i pro so to jkele avrebbe gio rusha chele bro de ste che stona pro de le yes lord But I shall keep praying there's a resistance. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. The whole of creation. The whole of creation is crying out for us to walk in what we've been called to. And to walk on this earth with it. Para che lege de cachleca. O prada machecheche. To walk on this earth with it. Aracheche gasa. O prasha na mache. Breshe. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Upra marele. Ledo soto da kashale. Oh, that your people are receivings of the truth. They're receiving it. ipakata, kele, Oh, and they receive it. They receive the truth. They receive the hope. They receive your picture of who you've called them to be. Oh, ipra, They're receiving your picture of who you've called them, who you've destined them to be. Mando rostro kora sha le resiche mando chatokosa chele hele marotar peremende mando okreba bote ebresike chele beche you tell them i am that person parashaje you let him know what are you expecting you tell them, jesus this is what i expect shita bakuderi leche shana mele I'll not be held back by chains of the past. I'll not be held back by wrong thinking. I'll not be held back. I'm going forward. I think today God is building a new uh, picture in my life, a new framework, a new framework, Habata. a new framework. A new framework. Hallelujah. Oh Jesus. and the People don't be afraid of the hand of God. Don't be afraid. don't be afraid. Hallelujah, ana kasala. Receive, shekeje. O receive akabonde, bangadele. O receive in Jesus name. Bi ite stenkadele woro sokora. Brae stekeje. We are your children, O oh God. Kushata, made in your image, conformed to your likeness. Kele sele. Father, I thank you that this is not a lifelong work, that your change is swift. As swift as it was for us to be born again, as swift as you can move when we say yes to you, as we yield to you, Holy Spirit, that you work that place, healing Jesus. Where the past has been such a dominant voice I thank you this day that that dust has cleared. Some of you when you lay your head down that's when the voices get the strongest and I'm telling you today that there's a turn coming. That as you say yes and allow him to change your thoughts when you lay your head down you're not going to be pummeled by what went wrong. That the voice of what is right the voice of what is true that gentle voice, the strong voice will minister to you will minister to you and comfort you and draw you out of the cave that you've been dwelling the king of kings is a rescuer let's get in place and run with Him. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at